So hey there and welcome to episode 86 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. Today we're going to be talking about what we can do when the pursuit of more self-care, more self-kindness feels exhausting. I don't know if you've ever been there. I know I have and we're going to talk about it. Stay tuned. Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. So hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I'm Erica Webb. If you're new around here, welcome. I'm so thrilled that you found me. If you've been listening for a while, thank you so much. I absolutely love sharing these podcast episodes with you. So if you've been listening for a little while, you might have noticed that, you know, it's been a little while since I've had on a guest and I think pretty much next week and the week after um, there'll be some guest episodes coming. Um, But today what I wanted to talk about is this whole kind of exhaustion, I guess, that can come along with the pursuit of more self-care, more self-kindness. And I kind of can't think of a better word than, you know, this pursuit of trying to be better. And I want to put better in inverted commas because... I I don't, it's not the right word, but it's the only word I can think of. I don't know if you've ever been in that place, but I know that when I was younger than I am now, I went through this phase of really being very deeply invested in self-development. And I would say that I still am, but there's a difference and I'm going to talk about it in a little bit. So, you know, my yoga was part of my self-development. Meditation was part of my self-development, doing lots of reading around um, mindset and all of that sort of stuff was part of that pursuit for me. And at some point I became so exhausted by it that I stopped doing all of it other than yoga. I don't think I've ever stopped doing that, but I kind of just like threw up my hands and went, this isn't working. What's the point? I'm done. And I remember speaking with a therapist, you know, at some point in that process and just sort of said, like, I, I'm so exhausted by that pursuit that I, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm, I'm just, I'm just done. And the thing that has become clear in the, you know, intervening time between then and now is that my focus back then was somewhere very different and somewhere that really kind of ran cult counter to self-care and self-kindness, but I couldn't see it for what it was at the time. And so this is what I want to dive into today. So if you've ever felt like, yep, I can relate to this idea of like self-care, feeling like an exhausting pursuit, trying to be better, trying to kind of reach that pinnacle of what you believe to be the place that you're trying to get to, then I'm hoping that what I have to share will kind of shed a little bit of light on why that might be and how you can keep pursuing that self-development, that self-care, that self-kindness, but in a way that feeds you and and fills you up rather than depletes you and exhausts you. So the thing that I realized in that intervening time between feeling like I was completely sort of almost, it's like self, self-care, um, self-development burnout to now where, you know, I'm, I'm very invested in those processes because I realized that they help me to be and, and do the things that I want to do 
What I was doing before, though, was using those as a sort of thinly veiled punishment for the fact that I wasn't yet enough. And what I mean by that is that it was very much a pursuit of being better. And when we pursue being better than we are right now, we we make the, the call, really, that what we are right now isn't enough, isn't good enough, isn't whatever enough. And so we go on this, like, quest to become better than we are right now. And yet wherever we go, there we are, right? And so we find that that pursuit can feel sometimes really futile. What I, what I have done since then is realize that what I'm actually pursuing is a feeling. These feelings of wanting to feel more centered, more calm, more capable, more uh, able to do the things that I want to do. And I don't have to be better for those things to be true. I need to get better at supporting who I am. I need to get better at supporting my being. And they are very different things. One presupposes that I am not enough as I am. And the other knows without a shadow of a doubt that I am enough. And as a result, I am worthy of the support that self-development, self-care and self-kindness offers. They're very different things. And yet I think more of us are inclined to go the first way, which is really a form of punishment. It's a a form of self-punishment. We can, and I've talked about this before, I'm sure, but we can be on the yoga mat and be punishing ourselves through movement if the movement that we're doing is a pursuit to somehow prove our worth. And I can tell you without a doubt that being able to touch your toes or being able to perform some some asana shape that looks really cool does not make you a better person. It doesn't make you more worthy. It doesn't make you less worthy. You're the same person. And yet we can really get tangled up in this belief that like if I do yoga every day, if I meditate every day, if I'm reading the self-help books, if I'm doing all of these things, then I am more worthy. And we're not even talking about being more worthy than some other person, right? Like most of us are not that concerned about being more worthy than anyone else. We're trying to become more worthy than we were before. And that is an exhausting pursuit. This is where I was. This is where I was when I was like, "I, I can't do this anymore. I'm exhausted because I was never able to feel like I had proven my worth. No amount of asana would do that. No amount of yoga, no amount of qualifications, no amount of self-help books under my belt were going to prove that to me. And yet when I was able to say, okay, hang on, my self-care practice is a form of self-kindness. My self-development practice is a form of self-kindness. It's helping to support me in my inherent worthiness to feel the way that I want to feel so that I can go out into the world to be and do the things that I want. And that is what I truly want for all of us when it comes to our movement practice, our mindful movement practice, which is part of your self-care routine. It's part of your self-kindness. It's part of your self-development because we learn a lot about ourselves as we move and as we move mindfully and as we explore our habits and as we find all the places that we can you know, move with more ease and, and support ourselves to feel better in our body. 
that is a form of self-development, of self-exploration, of self-kindness and self-care. But we don't want it to be a punishment because we are already enough. And I know that this sometimes when you don't feel like that is true, that can be really hard to kind of like take on board. But that shift to recognizing that, yeah, I'm supporting what is already worthy, me, through this practice was an absolute game changer for me. Because then it became about how do I use these things like my yoga practice, my movement practice, my breathing, my meditation, my reading, how do I use those things to support me to feel the way that I want to feel so that I can do and be all of that stuff that I want, rather than as some sort of futile pursuit into better. I'm pausing, hoping that that lands and makes sense and gives you a little bit of food for thought. Because any time we're looking to look after ourselves, if we're doing it in a way that is pushy and punishing and becomes very like uh, clinical almost in its approach, we're not giving ourselves the space to question, like, does this still lead me in the direction of how I want to feel? Maybe you started your yoga practice and it, and it was in order to feel stronger, more flexible, more calm. And somewhere along the line, it has become, I, you know, something else. Do you give yourself the space to check in and notice, is this practice still supporting me to feel the way that I want to feel? And I think that that's really important. There's something, you know, to be said about anything that makes us feel exhausted and drained. And I mean, I think that we live in a, in a world where it's just so easy to become exhausted and drained. As, I, as I'm recording this, I've just um, started tracking my, my own sleep and I know that I don't get enough. I know that I don't prioritize it enough. And there's two ways that I could approach that, right? I could become very kind of like, uh, what's the right word? Is mercenary the right word? Maybe I could become like really kind of controlling over that and be like, Erica, you're the worst person. If you don't get enough sleep, it's bad because the books say that you should get this and you know all the reasons why it's good for you. So why don't you just do it? And da, 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 da. I could take that approach, but it makes me feel like I can feel in my body straight away that same familiar feeling of like, this is exhausting because I can never live up to my own expectations versus wow, this is really interesting, Erica, you're not really getting enough sleep. And you know that based on how you're feeling. You feel tired, you feel a little bit scattered, you feel a little bit disconnected. Maybe if we want to move towards feeling more calm, more rested, more controlled or, or centered, more sleep might be one of those steps. And so then I get to say, yes, if I want to move in the direction of that feeling, then yeah, that would be a gift to give myself to get more sleep. And then I get to choose. But do you see how it's kind of different? They've got a different sort of flavor to them. And this doesn't mean that we don't sort of set up our, our routine and be like, yes, I do yoga on Tuesdays and Thursdays and I you know, go to bed by nine o'clock and all of these things. But that, that structure, that, that planning and that, um, that, yeah, that planning and that structure really then supports us with what we know we want to do in order to lead us to the way that we want to feel, to support us in our inherent worthiness. It doesn't become a way of punishing ourselves. 
it's subtle, but I think it makes a really big difference. And I think that this allows us to sustain these practices that help to sustain us rather than feeling like we're exerting so much energy, simply trying to be good enough to like actually show up for these things in the first place. So I'm going to leave it at that. I hope that's some food for thought. I hope that that makes some sense and that, you know, you can use that information to apply to your own self-care, self-kindness practices. I'd love to hear from you. So feel free to come on over and find me on Instagram. I'm at Erica Webb Yoga over there. You'll find me at Erica Webb Yoga on Facebook as well. Um, And you can head over to my website, ericawebbyoga.com.au. And you can send me an email that way if you would prefer. I would love to hear from you. Love how this idea, love to hear how this idea has landed. And of course, I am so, so grateful for every single rating review um, and, you know, subscribing to the podcast uh, over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. I'm so grateful for every single one of those. So please do keep going um, and leaving those reviews when you can. All right. Until next time, keep being kind to you and I'll see you again next week. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I hope you loved it. And if you did, maybe share it with a friend who would love it too. And I'd also be so grateful if you'd take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. It makes such a difference to get that feedback. And if you're over on social media, why not come and find me? You'll find me at Erica Webb Yoga on both Instagram and Facebook. And over on my website, you'll find access to some free resources, including free classes that will help you to move well, feel well, and most importantly, move with kindness. Over there, you'll also find more information about joining me inside the Mindful Movement Virtual Studio, which is my home of kind movement, yoga, Pilates, and somatics to help you move well, feel well, and all with kindness. Until next time, I hope you're having a great day. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.